0: The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable.
1: Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Experts Podcast. Nick Hayes here with you. It's event season. It's getting a little bit silly. Yep, it certainly is and it's Christmas time. So uh, I dare say a lot of you out there are attending uh, Christmas parties. Uh, It's ball season as well. Everything's going on, and I thought, well, this is an opportunity to speak to the experts the people that organize events and uh, and do it better than anyone else. And they even have their own podcasts behind the clipboard. Tamara Cook, Melissa Howie, welcome to the show.
0: Hello. Thanks, Nick. Great to be here.
1: Well, does it feel a little different behind the microphone, not necessarily directing the whole thing? I mean,
2: uh, yes, yes, it does. It does. I mean, it's kind of the same studio, so it feels C- pretty comfortable <laughs> well
1: we are we do share a same office don't we the same studios and it's awesome that way look I wanted Thanks. to get you guys in because I think it is something that a lot of brands a lot of businesses a lot of experts they they want to organize Christmas parties they want to organize events and just just as a heads up I really want to ask you a question if you haven't organized your Christmas party yet too late. <laughs> Try next um, year. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, But we're attending them and that's the other side of it too because I'd love to know from particularly organisers how you see events, how you see people attending them and what they can do at these kind of events because we, we don't just do events for the sake of events, do we, Tamara?
0: No, absolutely not. They're a big investment and at this time of year you can get event fatigue very quickly. So if you're doing more than... You know, well, I think average people will probably be invited to at least two events a week in November and then December. It's just all over. There's something on almost every single night, so you've got to pick and choose which ones you're going to attend, and that is where the the um, invitation comes into it because you you've got to make that first impression yeah. and get the people to your event.
1: You do, don't you? And and Mel, it's probably the you really only can do a couple of events at the end of the day. I mean, I, I personally i'm I'm getting close to that age, that ripe old age of fifty. The body isn't as ex- excited about events as it once was when I was twenty five <laughs> as a young exec running around, because you know the the idea of having a good time and a few drinks, it's 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 there. this time it's it's a little bit different, but you've got to pick your events well, because if you are, as Tam said, getting multiple invitations, how do you choose that right event?
2: Yeah, it is It is hard and Christmas time in particular, there's such an influx, which is why we've spoken before on the podcast about considering doing your Christmas party in January maybe or Ooh, early like November, getting really, some people actually do um, Christmas in July, which I really like, uh, mainly accountants, so they <laughs> like to have a big party after the 30th of June. Um, but yeah, events all year round, you need to really ask why are you investing that money? Why are you putting on that event? And then do your best to impress them, to promise, yeah, and deliver.
1: Oh, oh, it's it's like my twenty first. I'm going back to my days when, you know, worried that were people going to turn up. Were you know like yeah. am I you know have I got an event that's worthwhile going to? And are of course, you popular? Are you popular? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> hey, don't get it. Let's not. Let's not. You know, but of course everyone turned up. But you do get nervous about this. This is not just the investment for for a. Um, for a party or, or for uh, a demonstration of what you're about or what you do, it is also to the the people. You've got to get the right people in the room because if you don't, it's just a really non-worthwhile investment. Yeah, that's
0: right. You want, you want FOMO. That's the ultimate is you want people to want to be there because they know that you put on a good event and the essence of a good event um, comes down to food, location, timing, Help me out, Mel. Um.
2: Wow, factor, personalisation. (laughs) Location. Really, yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Said that, but thanks for listening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I did pick up on that, but I wanted to emphasise that because I think location at the end of the day, you know, you can have it in your office, you can Mm -hmm. have it on site somewhere Mm -hmm. quite spectacular, but there's a bit of competition there, isn't there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We've got some great locations in Perth now that are popping up, like the raft, which is a bit of a different, you know, go on the river, and but it's not a boat. It's not boat. Don't moving. do boats.
1: Don't do boats <laughs> on events. No, nah, any place that you got me locked away you can't You can escape. get off the
2: raft at any time. Can it you? has a tender, oh. goes back and oh, forth okay. to the jetty. <laughs> so don't right, be trashing on. that venue. I'm back on. I'm back on. <laughs> but you know what I think it also comes down to is your relationships throughout the year. Like it, if you just send... A random once-off invite to the person you want at that event at Christmas or December or July or whenever you do the event, that engagement isn't there. If if you're making meaningful connections all year round, they're going to want to come to your event, they're going to want to engage – and That's be connected.
1: Right. I love that, Mel. You know why I love that more than anything? Because you, you, you can't be a one hit one day. Yeah. You can't just hope that the people are going to turn up. It's a relationship thing. And the other end of it is you, you want to go to it. Mm. You know, you want to catch up with these people. It's more than just a having to go through the, the rigors, having to go through the, 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 the turnstiles is to just be another number. You just want to be there.
0: Yeah. And, and, and you look forward to it. Sometimes, um, you know, events, we always look at ways that we, we can entertain people. But the best events are the ones that where you go and you know others and there's a connection there. And It's not just small talk and be entertained. It's actual meaningful connections, people you want to see. And I think that's a really good point that you made, Mel.
1: I love that too. Gee, you guys are on fire here today because the other thing, as an attendee to an event, um, sometimes you can get caught up in that someone in the room wants to sell you something, Mm. or wants to just talk about them, you know, because they are the most important person in the room, it, there is a there is a something that you can do as an attendee, isn't there, that you can go to an event just to soak it all up, meet some wonderful people. Because I think the best events that you can go to are the ones you go, gee, that was good. That was – that I really enjoyed that. I loved catching up with so-and-so. I loved catching up with Johnny, you know, and it was really – I felt like I achieved something for the night, mm. as opposed to being sort of cornered by that – person trying to pitch that product or service to you?
0: No, there's nothing worse. What's really good is a shared activity. So if this can work both ways. If you know people in the room or if you don't know people in the room, um, having something to do other than eat and drink um, gives people that it's, it's an icebreaker, but it's fun and just gives you something to bond over whether you know them really well or not. So it could be playing darts or mini putt-putt or um, or building part of your menu, like creating part of the menu such as a, I don't know, deconstructed dessert that you have to put together or um, deconstructed cocktail and you have to build it in order to drink it. That both relates to food and drink, which kind of… <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're making it supplement.
1: fun. You're making it exciting and it sort of gives, you know, something a little bit different because the other side of it is, is that when you go to an event, sometimes particularly if you go on your own, you feel a bit solo, you feel a bit, uh, you know, on your own, um, what do we call it, Johnny No Mates, and <laughs> you really want to try and, you know, you you might not be a natural networker or connector, and just those kind of events breaks the ice yeah. and gives you an opportunity to go, oh, how are you going, well, where are you from, oh, fantastic, you know, let's do this together sort of thing. and. You're doing something without – you're actually networking without even knowing you're networking. Yeah, exactly. and
2: that's – I think they're the most meaningful connections is the ones you make when you're not having that same old conversation about the weather and what, what do, do you, you do. Yeah. Oh,
1: there you go, in unison. Everybody
2: – it's the same old conversation that you have. So, yeah, experiential things where people can do. Particularly, I don't like to generalise, but men in particular like to do things and talk side by side right. when they're new. Um, women, I think, connect sometimes better face-to-face. So you can tailor it based on your guest profile. As so well. when you say
1: side by side, like what not making eye contact is, like it-
2: you know the old proverbial building a cubby house together or like right. side by side nailing something. Gotcha, there. gotcha. <laughs> but in general, doing an activity, kind of breaking the ice, working with your hands, I think is is really helps break down the barriers.
1: Yeah, some people are better with their hands than others, <laughs> and that's that's uh, important, right? I love I love this, and it, look, it, it is that time of the year where people are getting out there. So if you've got a an event to go to be thinking about that because um you're listening to from the experts the 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 events are put on for a reason and there's also to an opportunity for attendees to actually you know build your business without being a that painful person trying to pitch and sell let's talk about your podcast behind the clipboard how's it going it's um who is the the podcast for
0: it's for event managers, essentially, or anyone who throws events, anyone who um, is planning a wedding, it's really helpful for, um, but particularly people who don't, who aren't professional event managers that need that sort of insider tips and tricks, or you're a budding event manager, you're just starting out and you just need some expert opinions and um, yeah. tools of the trade. I mean, we've been in this game personally over 25 well, oh, coming up to 25 years. Don't
1: age yourself now, Tamara.
0: Um, so, yeah, we've got a wealth of experience that we can share. Um, some things are good stories. Sometimes they're horror stories. They're kind of the best. Yeah, people
2: <laughs> love those ones. And but people, we they, they can learn from our mistakes. Yeah. we And we did start it we, with the small business owner in mind, the people who – don't necessarily want to pay a professional or can't afford to pay a professional event manager but want to put on great events and, and we were going to so many events where we thought it's just this one thing that was so easy to do that we just want to pass on our knowledge and help them out.
1: It, and, and, and it is that when you're passing on that information that education it just starts to you, you start to build a bit of a community what, what's your community like Who your, your typical audience you said small business owners you, you're sort of mentioning those that are in the event management place but mm. are the numbers picking up Who wh- where are they listening from because
0: all big, over the world yeah. and today what did I say number 54 in Australia, in Australia. we are today exciting. so that's a bit exciting Nigeria in, in loves us Nigeria we've been in the top two
1: yeah <laughs> Good, well
2: I'm taking it. I
0: don't know who's Take listening it. from Nigeria, but yeah. yeah. But we have um, a lot of listeners from London mm. and a lot from New York, which is really interesting.
2: Well, May- they're
1: the two big event places of the world, aren't yeah. they? And I really? think they're
2: living vicariously through us to be honest. We've we've been so lucky to be cocooned here and still have events to talk about and, yeah. and they've been in this horrible lockdown. So I think it might be a bit of that as well. We've got so much exciting content
1: to talk about. But that's a beautiful segue into my next question there, Mel. You've you've, you've obviously done this sort of podcasting thing before. (laughs) Has the numbers picked up? Events back on, are they, since the pandemic, we've been rolling this now for close to two years, are they starting to pick up? Are they starting to be something that businesses are saying, you know what, we need to to get back out there. We need to make eye-to-eye contact. We need to start... In educating, entertaining, and informing our clients.
0: 100%. We're busier than we've ever been in right. 14 years. It's just absolutely manic at the moment. I think a lot of people um, couldn't do anything last year, and those events, those ideas, those connections are still needing to happen, and they've just all been pushed into 2021, and we can't keep up. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, touch wood, because we're ready for another downturn, and I, you know, dare say it's now. Going is, to that, come. is
1: that a Perth thing? Because obviously Perth has hardly been touched by the the dreaded uh, COVID nineteen, and and, I, and it's interesting that you've got a lot of listeners in New York and London, obviously two cities that have been devastated by this, but they've learned to now they're they're actually getting on with life. They're getting back on with things. Mm. Are they learning from us, or should we be learning from them?
0: We certainly look at what they're doing. And, I mean, a lot of their events that they ran this year, they still wore wore masks. Mm -hmm. So we're lucky in our little (laughs) border-controlled state that we've had. Life has been pretty much the same as it ever was. Yeah. Um, But they've put on a a bunch of policies, wearing masks. You obviously – I mean, now for us in Australia, in Perth, um, as of Wednesday, we have to COVID-check, vaccine-check people as they come in for certain events, so we've got a mining event coming up on Wednesday. Right, our staff have to check that they have been vaccinated with one.
1: Now, is that set by the the business or is it set by government?
0: That's set by the client, yeah. but it's a government, m- government mandate that's come in for mining.
2: So
1: yeah, so the mining industry. So it's an industry wide. It depends on the,
2: on the industry, but in that mandate that our government has put out recently, there's. Oh, almost every industry is going to be affected. So for us, with a broad range of clients, it's really going to affect us.
1: So, I mean, this is where events, it's not just as simple as saying, you know, putting out an invite, punching out uh, a guest list and uh, ordering in the food and drink. This is this is getting really complicated, isn't it?
0: It is, definitely. Yeah, we're, we're about to put out a blog on how to actually have your vaccine proof at the ready when you attend events because it's it it won't just be events. It'll be going out for dinner it'll be going to any public place once the borders open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people don't know how to do it. They absolutely, like, yeah, I'm double vaxxed, but uh, ooh, where's that piece of paper and where did it go? Is it in this file? How do I get to it? And it's, it's a bit overwhelming. It's
2: a bit of a process to have it readily on your phone. Yeah. We proved that in the office. We had to write the communications for this first event as of December 1st and Tam said, do you know how to add it to your wallet? And I was like, Oh no, we're uh, you know uh, quite a young tech-forward team, and and we were struggling. So, yeah, we're about to put out a blog yeah, with clear uh, instructions on how to do that. Yeah, so and just
1: what hope this, this dinosaur got then? You know, because at the end, you know, you're going to need to stop by our office and we'll show you. Well, but but that is it, it is interesting because it's another hurdle to to not actually doing it. Mm. Sometimes you just can put it in the yeah. too hard box and say, look, that is just, you know, I, I, I don't want to go through that. But I've, I would go out to say one other thing is that it actually would probably make businesses like Known Associates and yours even more important today. To be, you know, not only putting on a great event, but also to being legal, being, you know... Uh, compliant. Follow, compliant. That's <laughs> the word I was looking for. Mel, you have done this <laughs> podcasting before. You know, to be compliant with requirements. It's, mm. it's, It gets difficult.
2: Yep, it sure does. It does. Ever since the first lockdown, there's been extra requirements, obviously the sanitation, the the hygiene and the, the contact tracing. We had to have a full guest list with all contact details. Yep. Or else obviously had to manage the check-in process. So definitely has got a lot more complicated in the last two years. And and, and, we're, and we're not yeah. security. No. no. We're, you know, <laughs> women.
0: <laughs> not that women can't be security, but, we you know, we're not... Um, I'm not going to be throwing in anyone position. out. <laughs> yeah, we've got to do these checks, but we're not in the position to get into an argy-bargy with somebody who says well, I don't have it, it's it's a little bit daunting for us.
1: Yeah, but I think also too that when it gets to that kind of position, this is where it does get difficult for for, for events and also to, you know, I'm talking concerts now. We're talking, you know, big. where big people, uh, sorry, where big crowds are coming together, you know, they are recognised security and can do those kind of mm. things. They know how to do it. But when you're just putting on a little soiree, Uh, just to thank your clients or to you know recognise a new product or service or just to get people in and that kind of thing is being put in front of you it's yeah I'm going to have issues with that I think it's uh, especially when you are double vaxxed and you know you've done all the right things Yeah. when are we going to go back to a place where you know we don't even recognise COVID-19. It's nothing more than just the the kind of flu. Sorry, that's a bit controversial.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, from our perspective, it comes down to comms. So before the event, we um, for this particular event that's happening next week, it's our first experience of having to check everyone coming through. Yep. And we've had a really strong communications plan with all of our guests leading up to it, just to hopefully alleviate that. Um, unnecessary, uncomfortable conversation that may happen. So I think that's going to be um, a bit of a turning point for a lot of people. Is just having much stronger comms with their guests when they've RSVP'd about how they can get through the door.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, getting back to the podcast behind the clipboard, how many episodes are you in? Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Who, where did? When did the concept come up? Because I, I haven't seen a podcast like this. Is this because you started this podcast because there isn't one out there? Or that, you know what, we've just got something to give and tell.
0: Yeah, there's, there, there was no... Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, both. There were definitely no event podcasts in Australia that I could find when we started two years ago and I still haven't seen any Australian ones. There's one in the States that's very different um, sort of program to us, uh, a lot more technical. Um, but yeah,
2: it's there was a... a, a a Gap in the market. And we were just sitting around having a wine one day with a, the 3rd uh, Oh, we used to have that's a third time. Some co-host. of
1: the best ideas come up.
2: And we just thought we were so funny. <laughs> <laughs> we should really give this to the world.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It, we
2: have a good laugh.
1: <laughs> well, that's it. If you enjoy it and if it's something that's not seen as a, a chore, and I think, you know, I love doing this Experts <laughs> podcast because it's just probably the best thing I do all week. Uh, yeah. it's not, to, not to denigrate anything else I do during the week, but I really thoroughly enjoy it. And if you do that, and I love the uh, the, the thought that you actually came up with it over a glass of wine and we're just probably riffing around certain <laughs> things Go, hey, this would make a good Isn't podcast. Isn't that where
2: all the good ideas come from? I'm just saying.
1: Well, <laughs> they, they do. And you know what? You've got, to have, you've got to have a little bit of discipline and, and guts to actually make it and turn it into to an actual podcast.
0: Yeah, this season we've been focusing on local Perth people. So we used to do a lot more episodes where it was just Mel and I um, just giving our two cents worth. But this season we've had um, guests in from local events businesses and it's been great. We've had um, really different topics to Mm. discuss from auctioneers. We had Tim Gossage in and then um, furniture hire company last Mm. week
2: and caterer, catering, so many different things.
0: Yeah, niche businesses. So, you can actually get a really good perspective on what it takes to start up your own um, business within the events
2: realm as well. And we can showcase what amazing Perth talent we have. And I actually learned so much personally as well still. And I consider myself quite an experienced event manager, but... That I always learn something new just by connecting with the suppliers we talk to every day and just having that time to ask them those questions like what do you need from us, what, what do you need more
1: of. Yeah, mm. I love that, Mel, because we're always learning. And in the minute you think that you know everything, uh, turn the lights out on the way out of your business because you're you're done and dusted. Mm-hmm. You've got to continue Definitely. to keep learning and, and doing that. And the one thing I love about podcasts more than anything is that you know you get some really interesting people as you've just sort of brought in. Also, too, you build stronger connections with them because uh, you're actually having a good you know good hard conversation or good you know really entertaining sort of you know behind the scenes conversation. And then all of a sudden, you know. You You're talking and breaking into their network and their network's finding out about you and what you do.
0: Mm, Absolutely. We We get asked, people ask us to come on all the time now. So I think we need some sort of ads though. We need to monetize it, yeah. <laughs> ah, well, there
1: you go. There's a whole nother platform there for monetization of your podcast. Look, the reason it, I wanted to just dive a little deeper into your podcast because traditionally, you know, the experts podcast deals with radio, television, uh, online, and I know Tam, in your time, we've we've done this podcast before with you and your experiences with media. But I think that also too, you've got to own your own platform. I think you need to have your own space where. Your media, your information, your content sits on your platform, not necessarily out on Facebook or all those spaces, It's or even in the, the traditional media that's out there that you know might run you for a short moment. You've got to own it and have a destination point. And, and part of the reason, obviously, we wanted to have a chat to you today is that you guys run a podcast on events, and we wanted to talk events. So why wouldn't we talk to you two?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, got lots to give.
1: <laughs> Lots to give. What's next for the podcast? Is it uh, for 2022? twenty three, twenty twenty two? Don't you wanna jump it ahead. A year. <laughs> I tell you what, I some something's telling me that I do want to skip twenty twenty two. Don't no, know what it is. I have that
2: feeling too. <laughs> the, oh
1: but twenty twenty two, what's it? What's what's it look like?
0: Uh, we haven't really discussed it. We're coming up to a marketing day next month where we'll deep dive into what the next season will look like. Um, I've really enjoyed having all these interviews, but I do think we need to go back to those basics of event management again and maybe go a little deeper into parts of it because we still go to so many events where Mm. things go wrong and we just think, oh... Just do these little tweaks and it will be such a different experience for your guests.
1: Remind me not to bring you to one of my events. <laughs> <laughs> just sit there and go, she's critiquing, hey, she's critiquing everyone. We are
2: gracious hosts. <laughs> no, wonderful. Gracious guests, sorry, not hosts.
1: Um, so I guess to, to sort of close off the podcast and, and talk about events, where where are you seeing uh, events developing. I mean, you've seen probably over your time tomorrow, 25 years in the industry, it's not just a, let's hire the local hall and, you know, cheese and crackers. Events are getting very, very uh, interesting and standing out in a different way. What is your vision for events in 2022? We, we'll, what can you see that we might be doing a little bit differently?
0: Um. Yeah, it's definitely getting a lot more experiential. There's, Obviously, the hybrid thing is happening, happening more. So people are online watching an event or attending an event, not necessarily being in the room. And events do go well beyond being in the room anyway with social media. So you have to think about those visuals, those branding um, opportunities that you have um, both in the room and how they're going to be promoted on social media. Um, But yeah, something new for events next year. Do you know what? I think people need to focus more on that invitation stage, which brings them in. I'll give you an example. We had a corporate event last year where um, we were bringing together an industry and they were showcasing a new warehouse that had just been built. The client was built Inc. And we sent out to each guest a physical invite and they got a piece of a puzzle (gasps) <gasps> and when they got to the event, they put the puzzle. They each brought their piece and put the puzzle together. So they had that shared activity. We had the branding. The puzzle made up the um, logo of the client,
1: oh. and
0: it was a massive talking. It was just such a good experience. Everyone loved it. It's memorable. It's something Correct. different. Um, it's brand. So the brand was very very prominent, but it was in a fun way that yeah. people could enjoy. And yeah, some people got a, a little bit like crazy about finishing this puzzle and getting it right. So there was a lot of people around the puzzle table in the end, making sure it got made. It was wonderful.
2: Imagine if you were that one person who forgot to bring your
0: piece. We did two puzzles. Uh, yeah, right. Just, <laughs> just that. Because obviously everyone got invited with a piece as well, so not everyone could attend. Yep. So we had two puzzles. Well, that's,
1: it's just that little bit of extra thought, isn't it? And I think it's that little bit of extra attention and care. Yeah. And like most of us, you know, as experts and as business owners, we, we are trying to find that difference and that sort of, you know, you stand out point where um, we're going to be remembered. And that kind of event. Look, I've, I've got to say, to as a as you're heading in towards Christmas, I, I've got a bit of a policy, and I've had it for the last five years. Is that I'm only I only ever attend two Christmas parties, because if I try to attend all of them, I would be a, a hopeless wreck, drunk by the <laughs> 25th of December. Not that I'm not that far off it anyway. Uh, it, it just <laughs> we're not even attending. But it is. It's hard. It's hard work. But and it's not. And it's and again, I don't. You know. Uh, it's nothing against. If I don't attend your event, it's just I just physically can't get there. But so
0: how do you choose?
1: You know what? And that's that's the big thing. And I think you 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 said it just before Tamara. The invitation has to really stand out. Mm. And I also want to, want to be there to, for, to celebrate with the person that's at the other end. So to your point, Mel, if you haven't been in contact with them over the 12 months and all of a sudden you get this invite from someone who's just like going, you know, I think they're just making up the numbers, um, and you start to feel like that, mm. that's, the, that's the last thing you want. Mm. Um, as a business, sending out an invitation to something that is quite costly. But, you know, you really want to keep that communication there. So Mm. I think you've both given me two real, you know, pieces of gold there. How do I make my mind up at the end of the day? Look, I tell you what, it it is just two of the earliest ones. Mm. If they're in November Mm. and early December, I'll get to it. Mm. But after that, I'm, I'm done. I'm dusted. And, you know, my business, Media Stable, is in its most busiest period in that November, December period. Because we're preparing all of our experts and commentators mm. to take over from the the, the 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 through the year experts and commentators, so sort of going from A team to B team. But we're getting the opportunity to get a lot more content out there because everyone tends to go away on leave and holidays. Mm, and interesting. That, that's when you get your chance. Yeah. I really
2: think though that businesses should consider why they're having a Christmas party.
1: Good point.
2: So. Just because your competitor is spending all this money and schmoozing all the clients, why wouldn't you do it at a time when you're not competing with 100 other companies? Yeah. If it's purely about networking, if it's about education, if it's launching a product, if it's just getting your team together or your crew, great. But I think if you're extending it to those wider networks who are getting 100 invites, do it in August or February or you yeah. know, any other time of year where people don't have so much demand on their time. And you're right, almost every business picks up now Every business wants everything before Christmas. Everyone's super busy. I think you should really consider that going forward. That tagline, "Let's catch
0: up before Christmas." Oh, <laughs> just I just oh,
1: got two emails me. of that. Why?
0: Today. why? Yeah, <laughs> I say, how about February? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my response every time.
1: Yeah, it it is crazy, and also too, I think you've got to respect people's time. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we we think just because we're putting on an event that um, you know it's really really important to us. But why are you putting on the event? It should be really important to the client or the person that you're trying to to, to influence or to to bring into your to your fold because they're the most important person mm. not you the yeah. event uh, owner or That's the right. yeah so yeah. I, th- I think you've got to have a different mindset and it's the same mindset with media you know you can't talk to an audience that you know because you want to talk about you you've got to talk to an audience that wants to know and how it can work for them or help them or be. Uh, a solution to what they've got on going on in their lives.
2: True, the old with them. What is that? What's in it for me?
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you and your acron- acronym. Well, it was like the first thing they teach at uni. What's in it for me? No one wants. It's it's all about what they can get out of a transaction.
0: That's why. I, do you know what? Maybe a trend for next year could be intimacy. Because the more intimate your event, oh I know, the more intimate your event. Glad you the,
1: two did it. I didn't <laughs> want to do it.
0: <laughs> the better your conversations will be. So if you've got, if you're doing the numbers, you're going to have a lot of high level, just fluff conversations happening. Yeah, superficial. Yeah. You, if you've got intimacy, you can actually sit down, hear someone talk back, have have proper communication, and because of COVID, intimacy is uh, a safer way to plan an event because you're less likely to be shut down if that does
1: occur. I like that. I like it. So smaller, more sort of compact, is that what you're talking about or are you talking about –
0: Smaller numbers, real conversations and a focus on the actual person getting Mm -hmm. what they need out of it.
1: Yeah. Look, I was at a a function yesterday and to the owner's credit, he was getting around – he's very, very, very good – I won't name him because he'll he'll be embarrassed and but I sensed he just wanted to have some deep conversations with some people, but you know, like at any party or any event that you have, you really only skin deep with your conversations as the as the sort of uh, owner of that party because you got to get around to everyone, but you mm. give them so little that it's sort of it's difficult. And you, you know, as an attendee, you're almost saying, "Look, move mm. on, move on." I know you got to talk to others, sort of thing, and it's like, "No, I just want to talk to you." Yeah. You know, yeah, so and that's, that's
2: fantastic. And I think that's going back to thinking about why you're putting on the event. And I mean, I'm not talking anyone out of having events because we all love a great party. But if you're, if that's your objective to have really meaningful conversations with 10 people, then I've had seen businesses in the past where they've decided that it's more worthwhile for their budget to buy a table at a number of other people's events. And
1: Ooh. take
2: nine really important clients and you have that really intimate conversation all night. Oh my god that is
1: that is brilliant Mel because at the end of the day too you take away all the stress and pain of having to prepare and put this together mm-hmm. you're actually doing someone else's event uh, uh, some justice and, and getting behind it and you're getting that moment to do that. I like that I like that too. I'm getting in on that yeah, there that you go. is awesome. That's well the
0: attitude we have at known associates yeah. we who are the ideas people?
1: <laughs> well <laughs> two of the best without doubt in the uh, in the in the events game. Um, I thank you for your time. Um, uh, well, I look forward to catching up with you at the, uh, the next event. I think I'm going to an event with you two uh, in the next month. So yes. I'll be watching your eye on your critique there tomorrow and I'll be watching <laughs> your management, uh, Melissa Howey, uh, to see how it goes. But, you know, I will be a well-behaved uh, attendee and guest. Uh, it's, That's it's, no fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, well, I'm going to let loose. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us on the Experts Podcast. If people want to get in contact with you, how do we do it?
0: Known Associates events, um, you can go .com.au, you can go Instagram, you can go Facebook, although we don't encourage that. <laughs> or you can email us at hello at knownassociates.com.au.
1: Beautiful. Do yourselves a favour and get in contact with two of the best in the events industry. Well, thanks very much for jo- joining us on the Experts uh, Podcast. Uh, we look forward to having your company next week when we speak to another expert or another media.
0: You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website,
1: mediastable.com.au.